0: everyone and welcome to behind the numbers we are coming to you live from the rvn television studios and today sitting next to me live in studio is jared tang who's founder and chief executive officer of gaggle social jared welcome to behind the numbers
1: thanks for having me dave
0: uh, it's a pleasure so you're a former tech recruiter and the word gaggle is what a, a it, it's a, metaphor for a group of people in a social situation, right? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about Gaggle Social.
1: Absolutely. So Gaggle Social is the enterprise software dedicated professional social network.
0: Our focus is to
1: eliminate the major bottlenecks in the tech hiring process, streamline the business development aspect of enterprise software as well, and then build community and camaraderie across the board. What inspired you to build it? Oh, absolutely. So. One of the biggest pieces that brought Gaggle to fruition for me was when I was working in tech recruitment and started realizing and recognizing that a lot of the companies that were hiring for tech did not exactly know what they were looking for, which is in part another reason why it's so successful for them to continue to build technology recruitment firms. If you don't know what to look for, but you know that you need that, and every business needs enterprise software, so they'll also need enterprise software talent, then they're kind of at the mercy of that. But deeper than that, the platforms that we've been using to hire all this time are one size fits all solution. So in reality, on the same platform that you can hire, a admin for Salesforce is the same platform that you'll be hiring a brain surgeon, a custodian, a manager for operations, right? So by giving everybody that one-size-fits-all solution, you're not tailoring it for the complexities that go into and the intricacies that go into hiring for somebody with AWS experience and Salesforce experience and one that can provide express levels of support to your team, but also maybe run the systems or implement the systems. And that lack of detail and transparency is really what throws a wrench into the entirety of the operation.
0: Yeah. It's interesting when you pointed out, I haven't really thought about it, but you're right. Those other platforms, you don't even have to name them, but um, you watching and listening know what it is if you've ever done a job search. Like you said, you can find listings for a, a multitude of positions. Right. Uh, is there anybody else doing what you're doing?
1: Not directly, right? So there are systems in place that are curtailed to either tech or the overarching operational scheme and structure of marketing and technology kind of together. But what we do is we focus primarily on enterprise software because each enterprise software has a second level, which we affectionately coin as the software level, and then the modules and apps. So there are pretty much three levels in almost every enterprise system. And because of that, it can get very muddy. Because those technologies are being handled by many professionals who have different Goals when they're walking in there, and their roles and requirements are going to be different every time to customize, optimize, implement these systems.
0: Why is it so hard, or what are the unique challenges, I guess if you will, uh, hiring in the tech space as compared to some of the other industries?
1: Absolutely. So, because the major job boards and hiring networks are, like I said before, one size fits all. They're not taking into consideration some of the nuances that are necessary to help applicants stand apart, right? And and really become, or I'm sorry, showcased as viable and valuable for an organization. So you're looking at all these applications, which is another part that we'll get into in a second, and they all kind of either look the same or they don't convey the message. So what often happens is that because there's no checks and balances that stop and prevent applicants from applying to these roles, what you'll often find is that you'll see a short list of Salesforce admin for 400 people, and you'll have maybe 50% of them are gonna look almost exactly the same or identical, right? Then you'll have maybe 40% of them that aren't a good fit at all. They're either too low on the requirement threshold, or maybe they're too high on the requirement threshold, and you think they're gonna get bored, or they won't stay for long enough, so you see that as a potential threat to making that higher, and then you have the professionals that are definitely a good fit, but you're either unsure of whether or not their application is conveying that message or they're not conveying the message at all on their own, right? And then you have to sift through all 400 of these people, Hmm. right? And then your deadline is maybe 30 days or so, and it will take on average about 60 days longer. Right. Oh, sorry. Sixty days in total to, to make the hire, but that's about twenty days longer than other industries. And who has 20, 20 days to spare, right? Right, right? I mean, you're on deadlines. You have goals. You have projects that need to launch, and it all hinges on this new person on your team.
0: So, from the user experience, the applicant experience, uh, this is a platform to get in contact with employers specifically in their niche. Yes. From the employer side, this is where you're going to find the most suited candidates. Uh, what's been the, the overall call it user experience like for your clients and the ultimate users? Absolutely.
1: So we're right now on the, the I guess, point of upswinging from our MVP into our, our full build, right? And we've seen a very, very positive feedback so far and user experience across the board on you know what we have and what we are planning to do very, very soon. And what we've seen is that based on the numbers and the projections that we're going to see far further, I'll tell you about based on our skills matrix, which is a table-like format provides people a easy way to transparently provide information on their technology abilities by calling out the technology, calling out the role, attributing that to the modules and how many years experience they have with those modules. And then from there, they'll be able to apply to roles. But our platform will prevent them from applying to roles that don't match those skill requirements. Right. So if you're missing that skill string, you will be unable to apply. Because of that, hiring managers are able to identify someone's skills in about 73.2% faster Hmm. than networks like LinkedIn and Indeed, whereas because of the barrier to entry on roles that aren't a good fit for you, you're going to save time as an applicant applying to roles that you'll never hear back from, most likely, right. or will get a rejection from. And on the flip side of that, 85% more manageable shortlists, so we're skimming that down from the 400 or so influx to 40, right? 50, 30, depending on the role um, sorry. Um, depending on how deep they're going with their skill string and the requirements in general.
0: Gotcha. Let's take the the conversation up another 10,000 feet, so to speak. I want to talk about the importance of identifying your key employees early in the game. I mean, you're living it in in a startup role, so you've got several different lenses in which you can speak to that question.
1: Yes. So, from my own experience, it's, it's extremely, it's always a very important aspect. It's extremely important to bring on the right team members early, and reason being is that they're gonna set the foundation for your business going forward. If they're the first person building out that department, their credibility takes into play as well, as, and their background, and all of that will be what sets the floor, right? How are we going to manage this team? Where is it going to go from here? What's our five-year plan on scale, right? And so, so are some of the things that I take into consideration, even in the interview process when I'm trying to bring on the next director of IT for our business, say, for example, or a head of HR, right? My goal is always identifying where do you want to push this, and is it aligned with our cultural values? Is it aligned with our focus? And does it make sense for how our business will move forward? On the other side, from what I've seen by helping businesses to identify some of those early key team members, what they really want to focus a lot on as well, especially on the IT space, is if this person is versatile, can they roll, right? Are they the type of person who can come in, talking about systems-wise, and be your expert NetSuite admin because you have that in in your platform, sorry, in your stack, but also, maybe learn the Silico side of it where they can connect that system to Salesforce. So that way things are moving and flowing that when a lead comes in and then a sale happens, it's tracked and then it's brought into your financial systems to make sure that it goes into the right areas, it's bucketed correctly, uh, whether there's an expense involved in that or a discount and so on and so forth, its fluidity is extremely important. A lot of people don't recognize that they want to bring a Salesforce admin for Salesforce. They want to bring a NetSuite admin for NetSuite. And that's where they live.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I want to expound on that just a little bit, maybe drill deeper in in talking about the concept of finding the right fit employee. So you can develop the great job descriptions. You can develop your personality profile tests and so forth. And and yet hiring decisions are oftentimes made for all the wrong reasons. Talk a little bit, and we could do a whole show on this, but but talk a little bit about how how do you find the right fit employees? I mean, there's there's some alchemy of, of algorithm and human interaction there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, like, it does start at the base level, right? Everybody kind of feels that the job description isn't all that important, right? And it is, right? Because you want that person to be fully prepared for what tomorrow's interview will bring to them and what their job may be going forward right you want to offer that transparency because there's nobody who's more unhappy than somebody who doesn't expect change that then has to adapt to a change like that right so for example let's say you you don't want to bring on say a team member a challenger you want to bring on a team member that you're expecting to work within tech and then you're like okay can you also do marketing for us somehow yeah. right it's just not Cohesive, it doesn't build that, and that's that's a huge challenge a lot of people face. Is that there's a lot of unrealistic expectation when you're first walking in to hiring a new team member.
0: Yeah, and especially if you're if you're hiring a new team member in an early stage company, where a lot of times people are forced to or even obligated to wear different hats.
1: Right, and that's okay if you're transparent about that. Hey, listen, it's a small team. We expect that you're going to be getting your hands into a lot of different areas that you're going to be working in the systems and you're going to be on these phone calls with our solutions architects to make sure that everything is transferable, that all information is transparent, that you're communicating it well, and that might not, especially as a tech person, that might not be something that they're comfortable with. So it's very important to start that base level of that. Now, going farther than there, right? when you're actually having your interview processes, it's important that you're not just evaluating the skills of this person. You're evaluating whether or not they fit your business. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping that the first person that you bring in will be the person that will be with you for the next five years and on, if not, I mean, yeah. forever. Right? Because it is imperative that they're setting that foundation right, like I mentioned before. Right? Now, there's a, there's a bit of a, a connection there that's important as well, right? Because they're now, if they're expected to be a jack of all trades and wear lots of hats, then they're going to have to train other departments as those departments come in and get built. They're going to be a part of that. Are you going to overwork them? Those are all areas that you need to make sure that you're providing full and utter transparency on. And that's actually why our skills matrix came into play first, right? Was because at the end of the day, if you can spend a little bit less time vetting a candidate in the first conversation about whether or not their skills match, then... You can have a little bit more of an impactful discussion. That's really more about whether or not you fit the business, whether or not you fit our team. And then from there, you can continue to build that out. But a lot of companies get stuck. They have a three-step process in their interview. They spend two processes, two steps, the process, trying to identify whether or not you're a good technical fit. Yeah. And then you throw your last 30 minutes to the CEO, the COO of the company, and say, Do you fit the culture? Right. And then they have a selection error.
0: Yeah, and look, honestly, most people that I talk to tell me they're uncomfortable doing the interview. So they're they're more in their own head, evaluating their own performance, rather than really assessing who's in front of them. Jared, for folks who are watching and listening want to learn more about you or Gaggle Social, how can they reach out to you?
1: Absolutely. So they can reach out to me through LinkedIn, which is Jared Tang, via LinkedIn as well. Or they can get catch me on email, which is j.tang at gagglesocial.com. Always happy to answer any questions, jump on a phone call, show you the platform as well.
0: Great, we're coming close to a commercial break, but I wanna give you a chance to do a quick humble brag. Um, I was scrolling your LinkedIn profile before you got to the studio today, and I saw that you recently announced an award for Startup of the Year, tell us about that.
1: Absolutely, so we uh, we won Startup of the Year through, for Frisco, Texas, of uh, 2023, that's where we're incorporated out of, and we did it through Hacker Noon, and Hacker Noon is an organization that focuses on providing tech publications and so on and so forth, and. They recognized us as a, a potential competitor in that space, and they, you know, brought us into that. And then from there, you know, our users started to vote for us and, you know, share their sentiments there uh, and support us in that in that build. And we ended up coming out on top, and it was it was very impactful, and it was uh, a wonderful experience, exciting experience for a company like us, who small team, fairly fresh working towards the greater good of the tech community. It felt great to see that the tech community supported us back.
0: Well, congratulations. That's awesome recognition for you and your team. Uh, Sit tight right there. you watching and listening at home? Don't go anywhere either. We will be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break.
1: Hi, I'm Angela Pipersberg and I have a new show here in RVN Television called The Angela Pipersberg Show. And I want you to join me every week as I sit with guests and we discuss their life journeys, share wisdom, and tips that will inspire you to live your best life. Don't miss The Angela Pipersberg Show every week here on RVN Television where we're celebrating life and we're inspiring you to greatness.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Esther Malave, and welcome to my show, Achieving a Better You. Through this show, we're gonna explore ways to make a better version of you. For example, nutrition, finance, fitness, health. Remember that there's always a way of making a better version of yourself, no matter what the circumstances are. And remember to look for Achieving a better you show on RVN TV.
1: Some say the world has never been more divided, more self-centered.
0: Gosh, thank you so much. More uncaring. That we've never
1: been more disconnected. But through our windows we're able to see so much good every day. And it's clear that a little kindness is never really little. Did you know that only 8% of people who set their goals, they actually succeed in achieving them? Well, if you want to be a part of that 8%, then you need to tune in to Achieve with Wanda Martin, where I will teach you tips, tools, and strategies on how to achieve your goals in any field and on any level. So tune in, watch me on the RBN Network.
0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking with Jared Tang, who's the founder of award-winning firm Gaggle Social. Um, Good stuff there in that first segment, Jared. I want to continue on um, in the, the broader context of recruitment, staffing, and things like that, given what you do and, and your former life experience. Um, and you sort of alluded to this in the first segment, and I scribbled something down because I wanted to make sure that we talked about this. Um, you hear a lot about what's important to employees when they're looking for their next gig, right? And, and it's more than just salary and benefits. It's opportunity its mission its vision what are you seeing what what matters to people so that when you're working with your clients they know how to articulate the value proposition of not just the position but the company in general
1: right so i think a very important part of that puzzle is company culture which also ties into leadership right how is the leadership going to continue to manage scale grow the business grow me as a professional, right? a lot of intrinsic reward focus goes into the overall goal setting when it comes down to finding the new role, you know, trying to apply for the right businesses. And another really important part about that, from an a applicant standpoint, isn't quite as much the money as much as the growth opportunity. Can I grow here? what will it look like while I'm trying to find that, that race, right? When I ask my boss, my supervisor, do I feel like I have the floor for that? Do I feel like I can come to them and trust them, that they're going to evaluate me for my work, my ethic, my dependability, as opposed to they favor someone else or they are biased against me because maybe in my first week, I messed up, which I've actually heard considerably uh, more than and then not that, oh, I messed up my first week and I never was able to recover.
0: Really, first really? week? Really, yeah, I mean, exactly. There, there's usually a learning curve, no? You can
1: imagine, but in many cases, there is a subconscious bias that goes into the way in which you interact with somebody after your very first issue and if that issue continues. And that kind of leads us into a direction of whether or not the leadership is the right fit for the role, right? They may be articulate or skilled in specific mm-hmm. craft, but can they run this team? Can they grow this team? And then can this team trust them to continue to empower them and help them reach the success and the goals and the values that upholds the company and the department focuses on.
0: Yeah, one of the things I just jotted down here, you talked about um, it, the being evaluated on certain, you know, KPIs, the, the performance metrics, Correct. and I, I've railed about this and talked about it many, many times. That there is an intangible within the intangible, the intangible being the human being and the whole human experience. Absolutely. And um, it, there are more things to an individual's performance than just necessarily. Uh, How many dollars did they generate, how many hours did they bill, how many units did they produce, things like that, because it's that institutional knowledge, it's the contribution to, as you pointed out, the the morale, the culture, the leadership aspects. What's your message for business owners uh, and other leaders out there who are managing people in terms of how they can better think about and recognize these soft skills, but the intangibles?
1: Right. I believe the best advice i can give for that is to treat your people like people right what do you know? people what do you know? first <laughs> what do i know yeah treat your people like people and and reason being is that that's what they are right they're dealing with their own problems at home they're fighting their own battles they're growing as well just like you are right they put your they put their pants on the same way they put that yeah. you put your pants on every single day right they are also human beings And they need to be treated like that. And a lot of times we get caught up in the idea of success or the idea of a mission that we're driving, that we're not taking into consideration that these people have lives and that they need to continue to uphold those lives outside of work and that this is, while probably the most important part of pushing their life forward more, right, it's still not what they focus on when they go home at night. They don't go home and you know, thank their job for a meal on the table. They go home and they thank their wife or their husband or maybe just a significant other in general, right? A mother. They have things that are expressly important to them outside of this that are what actually make them the person. And a lot of times you don't take that into consideration. And you also don't ask. And it's important to ask. It's important to build that relationship with your employees. You don't have to be best friends, but you should know about them. You should know what they like yeah. to do. You should know if how their weekends went, you should know how their weeks going, and you should know if there is a big problem at home that may affect their performance.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that you're alluding to here is is the concept of empathy and Um, I I learned when I was a a single dad uh, for about a decade, I I had the luxury and the great pleasure of working for somebody who led with empathy. Um, I I see it all now in hindsight. In the moment, it was like this guy respects me, and he appreciates what I do, and he understands that I've got circumstances, and if I happened to be late on a particular day or had to leave early on a particular day, there was never any judgment. He never thought I was slacking off. He understood or even asked, is everything okay, recognizing that there are things, everybody's going through some shit as you pointed out right. you say that word so apologies for that um, but everybody's going through something and if you if you start by assuming you 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 come from a wrong place as a leader come from empathy don't make any assumptions ask find out and and you'll actually create a better environment and more loyal employees absolutely um, i'm gonna shift here for a little bit in terms of what's what else is important to people uh, we talked about mission vision culture fit uh, how important is flexibility?
1: Oh, so important. So important from both ends, right? As a manager or a business owner, right? It's just so absolutely important to provide somebody with flexibility if you can. Obviously, you don't want them to take advantage of that. Most people won't. They're not out there to, you know, for the company. They're there in, in the focus of, I'm here to do my job. You hire me for this purpose. I'm having some hurdles, right? I'm having some problems, whether that be in the workplace or whether that be at home, which is why that flexibility does come into a very, uh, to a head right there, right? Because like you mentioned, coming in a little bit later and having that flexibility was probably super helpful for getting your child at the uh, school, yeah. getting your child to and from soccer practices if you needed to leave early and, and being there for them and being present because that is what really matters at the end of the day is how you interact with your family, your friends, and how you lead your life. So someone who can recognize that and provide that flexibility will be able to gain the trust of their employees. And trust is so unbelievably important, especially when there are levels of information that you're just not able to provide to everyone, right? Whether that be it's just not, we don't want to muddy up your focus, we don't want to scare you, we, we want to change your direction, But we do have this area that we're focusing on and we're trying to push and we're just not sure how to convey it yet and it will come. But at the end of the day, it's also extremely important for an employee to provide flexibility to the employer and to the company. And employees can do that by being present when they wouldn't normally be, right? Like talking about wearing all those extra hats it's important to feel confident that you can learn through your leadership and that's what will allow a team member to be flexible in that type of environment right where i have to wear a lot of hats i have to try this out i have to help them do this and another way that you can offer flexibility is not just being flexible in hours but being and being flexible sorry in your in your work but also being flexible in changes Right? Dynamics, we're going to try this out this time, right? these are your new KPIs, and taking that on and saying, okay, this is a new way for me to help move the business forward. It's bigger than us, but they value me as a person
0: yeah and what you talked about there in terms of being offered flexibility and that leader from empathy uh, that's where i learned about employee engagement firsthand i would walk through fire for that person right. because they valued me jared for folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you or gaggle social how can they do that
1: absolutely so you can go to www.gagglesocial.com you can also see us on linkedin uh, in addition to that there are an array of podcasts that i've been a part of as well as now starting up my own podcast as well, which is really exciting and, and something that I uh, am really helping, hoping to help people find the next jobs. And I talk a lot about Gaggo Social on that as well.
0: What's the podcast and where can people find it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Tectonic Podcast. Our focus is pretty much to help talent and hiring managers and share their stories and be able to help others who are listening navigate those same waters. Um, and they can find that on Spotify, Amazon, as well as Buzzsprout, and we're gonna get on iHeartRadio as well soon.
0: Awesome, Good congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Uh, time flies here and Behind Thank the Numbers, so we're, we're down to the short strokes. It's only a couple sure. of minutes to go here. So um, I wanted to ask you about trends, uh, hiring trends. What sure. should people be thinking about? What are the, the, the current things, and what are kind of the universal things? We've probably touched on a few, but Absolutely. final word to you.
1: Absolutely, so a, a big trend that we're seeing now has been layoffs from the tech space, and it's been like that for some time, and it's mainly because a lot of newer businesses have grown very quickly and didn't take into consideration how fast they were scaling, and so they didn't really stay true to a lean method or a lean start methodology. But in addition to that, there is still re- um, remnants of the you know great resignation that still kind of peaks its head depending on if you didn't get on the boat before, um, where people still have that same mindset. and. Word to the wise there is that this is not the market to just disappear and say, listen, I'm, I'm done with this job. It's a better market to speak to your your managers and your employees, right? Speak to them, this is a potential pitfall or area that we can run into, or this is what I'm experiencing, I need help. And then being able to offer empathy on both ends as well. Yeah, I understand that this is something that's a problem. I will work on trying to pick up the slack for my other team members and not get all upset about it. Right. Continue to try to do your best. Not to say that you stay in toxic environments, but at the end of the day, it's important that you're flexible, like we mentioned before. Another big trend that we're also uh, facing is fear for the AI boom. AI is not going to take your job. AI is going to enhance your job. But we also can't consolidate roles and then throw AI into the mix so that way they can do their job better and then pile more work on top of them. That's overwork culture and that's creating an environment that's going to be volatile and it will lead to another great resignation as things change and we'll have to redefine roles, redefine user and licenship as a whole for softwares and it'll take us by summer if we're not prepared. And diversify your skill sets, diversify your teams and expect to help them educate themselves on every aspect that you want to bring the business into next.
0: That's great. For anybody who's watching and listening, uh, rewind the last two minutes and re-listen to what this man just said (laughs) and let it resonate, because there was a lot of good stuff in there. Jared, unfortunately, we are out of time, but I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your story with us.
1: Absolutely. I'm so overjoyed to have been here. It was a lot of fun.
0: It was fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Today, we've been talking with Jared Tang, who's the founder and CEO of Gaggle Social, award-winning Gaggle Social. Uh, My name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the one that my clients turn to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. So if you are a business owner, founder, entrepreneur, and you don't know the value of your company, we should probably have a conversation. And you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to have that conversation. I want to thank the big cheese for running the board today. And thank you out there for watching and listening. We can't do the show without you. That's all we have for today. We will see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care, everybody.